Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the things we've been reading in Revelations. I want to talk about <clears throat> some of the seals and the trumpets. Now, I'm not going to get into a lot of speculation or anything, but I just want us to think about certain things. Um, you know, all of Revelation is given to us as a, uh, you know, as a warning. It's given to us as a warning so that we will be prepared, so that we know what's to come, so that we know we have an idea of what will happen, you know, and how. It's, it's, it also gives us incentive to be prepared. Uh, there's a lot of things we don't need to go through. We don't need to uh, suffer through if we will just believe. If we will just believe in God and follow the Lord, you know, we will be, we will either be protected or we will be in heaven. And there's a number of different ways you can look at this. And, uh, well, as I'm reading through, there's just, there's things I'm seeing. And um, we uh, do not necessarily have to face all of these things and then the things that we will face because we will come out of you know, tribulation, the things that we will face will be, um, <clears throat> from what I'm reading right now, okay, uh, the things that we will face, tribulation is just trouble. So we're going to come out of the troubles of this life, okay? So the things that we will face, we will be able to face them, you know, in faith like we should if we, um, if we just believe and just follow the Lord and then a lot of these other things are things that are going to happen to, well, I mean, honestly, it's going to happen largely to non-believers. And that's a scary thought. That's a terrible thing to think about. But nonetheless, um, so so just want to start here. The seals and trumpets represent the judgments um, that will be coming. These are the judgments of God. The only hope of escape is God and belief in Jesus. You know, it's only fair that we be warned and that we be aware of these things. And we know it's scary stuff and we know we don't like to talk about it. And sometimes we don't like to talk about it because some of it is so cloaked in imagery and things that we don't always understand. But there are still important things, even if we don't dig into all of that, okay, there's still important things to take away and learn from Revelation. And one of the biggest things to remember, and I'm going to say it now, and I'll try to say it again at the end, one of the biggest things to remember is that the Lord wins. Jesus wins. He has won. You know, all we need to do is bear up through our troubles in life, whatever they may be, because the Lord is already one. You can read the end of the book there, you can cheat, and Jesus wins, and that's it. You know, that's in a way that's in in a way that's all you need to know. Uh, but it's good to read and be aware of this and see how God looks after his children in these cases. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about three seals here. And I've just chosen these because uh, they are easy. Basically, they are, in my opinion, they are easier to understand. And uh, it's also for the sake of time. So the third seal, and this is in Revelation chapter 6, verses 5 through 6. And I am reading from the Amplified Bible. 
When he, the lamb, broke open the third seal, I heard the living creature call out, Come. I heard the third living creature call out, Come. I looked, and behold, a black horse of famine, and the rider had in his hand a pair of scales, a balance. And I heard something like a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, a day's wages, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not damage the oil and the wine. And this is speaking to, you know, we're talking about famine. We're speaking to a lack of food, we're, how much food will cost. And, and it's implying here that a quart of wheat for a denarius, a day's wages, meaning that, you know, just to have a little bread, it's gonna, you're going to have to work all day and give all your money for that day just to maybe have a little bread. So sustenance will be hard to come by and be difficult. And, and we have people that experience that in life already. And have experienced it. So, I mean, this is not something that's really that um, fantastic. This is something people have lived through times like this. People do go through times like this in one way or another. It's not always because there's a famine in the land, but there's a lot of times people go through things like this. Then we have the fourth seal. When he, now this is in Revelation chapter 6, verses 7 through 8. When he, the Lamb, broke open the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature call out, Come. So I looked, and behold, an ashen, pale, greenish gray horse, like a corpse, representing death and pestilence. And its rider's name was Death, and Hades, the realm of the dead, was following with him. They were given authority and power over a fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword and with famine and with plague, pestilence and disease, and by the wild beasts of the earth. So here we've already had famine, but here we come, here comes death and Hades, and they're given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill with the sword and with famine and plague, with plague. So all combined, you know. 25% 25% a fourth of the earth is, you know, are killed. So, whether that's a numerical fourth of the earth or if that is a um, land mass fourth of the earth, I do not know. Um, either way, that would be a, a big deal. We've already seen a lot of wars that, that generate a lot of, you know, troubles a lot similar and you know we've seen a lot of wars in the world so again this is not something that's totally fantastic and out of out of the realm of possibility i mean we know that these things happen and you know it looks like this is going to be another big a big thing like that you know it's you're talking a lot of a lot of people dying you're talking you know, from sword battle, from the war, whatever that may be, and then famine and plague, and by the wild beasts of the earth, which is kind of unusual. It makes it sound like the animals may turn against people. All right, so then there's the sixth seal in Revelation, chapter 6, verses 12 through 17. I looked when he, the lamb, broke open the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake. 
and the sun became black as sackcloth made of hair, and the whole moon became like blood, and the stars of the sky fell to the earth like a fig tree shedding its late summer figs when shaken by a strong wind. The sky was split, separated from the land, and rolled up like a scroll, and every mountain and island were dislodged and moved out of their places. When the kings of the earth and the great men... No, then the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the military commanders, and the wealthy, and the strong, and everyone, whether slave or free, hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they called to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne, for the righteous wrath and indignation of the Lamb. Wait, let me... Let me I think I misread that. I'm sorry. Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the righteous wrath and indignation of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath and vengeance and retribution has come. And who is able to face God and stand before the wrath of the Lamb? So, here we're talking about really... Now, I want you to notice this is a gigantic earthquake the sun becomes black and the whole moon becomes like blood the stars fall from the sky the sky is split and rolled up like a scroll now I don't know exactly what that's going to mean and, but notice every mountain and island were dislodged and moved out of their places so every mountain and island will be moved. So that means really, that sounds like whole continents and everything will be moved. And that would be devastating to our world. Totally. And then it says all the people, everyone, will hide themselves in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. Well, after such a, such a uh, catastrophe is that, I can't imagine people would have much other choice. There wouldn't be anywhere else to go. So anyway, so this is this is bad. We're talking famines and plagues. We're talking wars and disasters. So bad that people are left hiding in the caves and the mountains, wishing for the mountains to bury us. You know, we don't want to go through all this. But it's not done. Okay, that's just in the beginning we're in chapter 6, so we're early on in Revelation. We're early on, and it's not done. Next, there's going to be the trumpets. But before the trumpets, some things happen. Um, first of all, God's people from Israel, from the tribes of Israel, are sealed and protected. And a vast multitude of Christians, a numberless, you know, they couldn't count. It was too many to count, John said. A vast multitude of Christians are now standing before the Lord in their white robes. They give thanks and praise for their deliverance. They are the ones that come through the tribulation. You know, and tribulation just means troubles. It could just be the troubles of life to that point. I'm not going to try to get into a lot of speculation on that. Or it may mean that they just went through the seals that were just talked about. And mind you, I just read three of the seals. I did not did not read them all. 
So there's a vast multitude of Christians in their white robes standing before the Lord and giving thanks and praise because they have been delivered. Now, further on in Revelation, there's going to be trumpets. And the first four trumpets are the ones that uh, I just chose them here because they're they're quick. It you know, gives us a little... Um, uh, a little they're quick and easy to understand okay so it's not something that's going to take a lot of time and there's not a lot of speculation we can read this and i think it's easy to understand what they're talking about <clears throat> so this is starting in revelation chapter 8 verses 7 through 13 the first angel sounded his trumpet, and there was a storm of hail and fire mixed with blood, and it was hurled to the earth, and a third of the earth was burned up, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. Now we understand what it's saying here. This is, this is pretty plain. There's a storm of hail and fire, and it says mixed with blood. And a third of the earth is burned up, and a third of the trees, and all the grass. So that's a third of the earth. That's a huge deal. The second angel sound, sounded his trumpet, and something like a great blazing... No, I'm sorry, I missed a word. The second angel sounded his trumpet, and something like a great mountain blazing with fire was hurled into the sea. And a third of the sea was turned to blood, and a third of the living creatures that were in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. Now we don't know exactly what this mountain blazing with fire is and we don't need to know necessarily there's a lot of things you could speculate but it's something like a great mountain blazing with fire is hurled into the sea and a third of the sea is basically totally ruined I mean it's turned to blood um, a third of the creatures living in the sea of course in that area they're they're killed and any ships that are there, a third of the ships, any ships that are on the, that part of the oceans are going to be destroyed. So, <clears throat> this is another, you know, another catastrophe that's going to happen. The third angel sounded his trumpet, and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch, flashing across the sky, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of fresh waters. The name of the star is Wormwood, and a third of the waters became Wormwood, and many people died from the waters because they had become bitter, toxic. So, whatever this is, it says a great star fell from the heaven burning like a torch flashing across the sky, and it pollutes, somehow it pollutes a third of the rivers, or the fresh water, a third of the fresh water in the world. And it will become toxic. And many people will die from that water. The fourth angel, this is verse 12, The fourth angel sounded his trumpet, and a third of the sun, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars were struck, so that a third of them would be darkened, and a third of the daylight would not shine, and the night in the same way would not shine, a third of it would not shine. So everything's going to be dimmer by a third uh, including stars, the sun, and the moon. So, and it just says that they were struck, so I'm not sure exactly how that's going to be, but the whole world will be darkened. That's the point, a third by a third. Now, here in verse 13, 
this portends to what is to come, judgments to come. So I included this even though it's not a trumpet and it's not a seal. But verse 13, Then I looked, and I heard a solitary eagle flying in midheaven for all to see, saying with a loud voice, Woe, 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 great wrath is coming to those who dwell on the earth because of the remaining blasts of the trumpets, which the three angels are about to sound, announcing ever greater judgments. So for any of us here, we can see that things are terrible. <clears throat> okay, for any of us human beings who are here, and after this, things get worse. Yeah, it can get worse. There are two worse trumpets in chapter 9. You would have to read the whole chapter. And I didn't want to read all of that, but I do want to read a few verses from chapter 9. So I want to read chapter 9, verse 6. And in those days, people will seek death and will not find it, and they will long to die to escape the pain but we'll discover that death evades them. Notice that it will be so bad that people will, they will actively be seeking death and not find it. And it's horrible to think that they would be tortured so much that they would feel so badly that that's what they would want. But that's, a, it's speaking to that predicament, that being in that situation. And then note, chapter 9, verses 20 and 21. If you look at these, you might be surprised to read this. The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent even then of the works of their hands so as to cease worshiping and paying homage to demons, to the demons and the idols of gold and of silver and of bronze and of stone and of wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. Now it's making a comparison there. God can do all kinds of things. These are inanimate objects that can't do anything. And then, you know, paying homage to demons, of course, that's, that's wrong. Verse 21, And they did not repent of their murders, nor of their sorceries, their drugs or intoxications, nor of their immorality or sexual immorality, nor of their thefts. They did not repent after all they had gone through. After everything they had seen and been through, they still did not repent. They would not humble themselves and not repent, even to save themselves. So, I've read and talked about all of this because this is, this is scary stuff. This is horrible things that we don't want ourselves or others to go through. We don't want these types of things for anyone. And we know that if we're in the Lord, if we're with God, we will not go through these. Anything that we're here on earth for, we will have troubles and, you know, our own tribulations, but we're not going to have and go through these things. You notice that before the, before the, the huge events here that, that the, uh, the vast multitude are brought to God's throne room, they're there with the Lord, the Lamb, and at God, in front of God's throne. Um, so they're there in the throne room, and it's a vast number more than can be counted. It's more people. While we say the, the road is narrow and few will find it, and relatively few will, there's still going to be a vast number of Christians. We are not alone by any circumstance. There's a vast number of Christians that are going to come through all kinds of times. 
uh, and that have already come through all kinds of times. So there's going to be this vast multitude, and that's where that's where we should be. And in a way, while we may not be the children of Israel, in a way we will still be sealed and protected by God. We will not be going through all these things because God takes care of his people just like he took care of the Israelites in Egypt and just like it says he's sealing them and protecting them here as God's own and then he does that and then yet suddenly there's this vast multitude brought into heaven so it I don't know this yet and I haven't I haven't finished reading Revelation of course so um, it almost sounds like, you know, we're, we're brought up out of that, you know, away from the things that are about to happen, which makes sense along with what was going on in that chapter. So, we need to make sure <clears throat> that we help others, that we point this out to others. We want people to avoid this. We, you know, we can easily avoid a great deal, if not all of this, by faith, by repenting, by being baptized. Notice here in those verses, they refuse to repent even after all the things that had happened. And there's more coming that I'm not including here for the sake of time. We People can easily repent. They can easily repent and be baptized and be saved from these judgments that are about to come. They will come at some point, I say about to come, but I mean they are going to come at some point. And if you take all of this in a less literal way and you look at it as maybe just a personal, more of a personal thing in our personal lives, you know, just knowing that if we repent and we're baptized, that will save us from a lot of troubles, a lot of tribulation, a lot of troubles in our lives can be avoided by following the Lord and learning and doing you know as he learning from him and doing as he does so we can avoid a lot of these horrible awful things yes we do live in this world and we're christians and we're going to have some troubles and some tribulations but uh, just knowing that we have the lord with us god with us makes a huge difference and there's a lot of help and a lot of comfort to be found there. So, and finally, I want to make sure that I mention that, um, remember, okay, this is cheating, and you can cheat. The Bible is a book you're allowed to cheat. You can look at the end, you can read the end, and remember that Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, has already won. He wins. That's, you know, we, we end up in heaven, and... God takes care of us, and there's verses about that too. And we are, um, we are, let's see, we are Jesus' flock. He is our shepherd, and he will lead us to these, these uh, waters of life. And it's just, I mean, you can read these scriptures, you can read through Revelation. Revelation does not need to be a scary thing. Yes, it has a lot of stuff in it that is scary, but if you will notice for believers, for those who will be for God, with God, and be his children, there is not there is not a lot to fear from Revelation because in the end, 
Jesus and God, they win, they rescue us, they save us. And so in that sense, we win, not through any great doing of our own, but just because we follow them and we stay faithful to them. So just remember that. I know Revelation can be scary and people uh, try to avoid some things like that. It can be uncomfortable. But you don't have to avoid it. You don't have to be scared of it. There's a lot of there's a lot of parts of it that you may not understand that uh, we could sit and speculate about a lot of things, but that's not really what I'm trying to do is get practical applications out of it and and just just reaffirm and encourage and make sure that we we know and we realize that hey these things sound scary and they are scary, but in the end we're in heaven and Jesus and God. They are victorious, and that's where we want to be. That's how we want it to be, okay? All right. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.